to Queer Said That, a queer history podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Uh-huh. What? Oh, I'm just laughing because we had to do that, that first take where I accidentally called you a nickname that you didn't want me to call you. Oh, yes. There's only certain people. Just because you spread it to your entire family does not mean I want it on our podcast. Yep. Just stating for the record that I had to redo the opening because... I'm not allowed to call my wife what would I call her all the time. The end. Okay. And that's how I am. <laughs> <laughs> well. How are you? I'm great. And like to maintain my name to be consistent and professional across all mediums. <laughs> that's that's how I am. <laughs> Oop, I sorted. <laughs> We're definitely keeping that. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So, <laughs> what are we talking about today? Well, since in a couple of days we're going to be in June, Ooh. which is Gay History Month, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pride Month, mm-hmm. we have all the parades and all that fun stuff, celebrating, remembering Stonewall, all that good things. And so I figured what we should talk about is the Pride flag and the creator of the pride flag gilbert baker hmm interesting yes see how i'm tying that in yes 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 so do you know anything about the original pride flag and it's or anything about gilbert baker i mean i used to but that information got pushed out of my head fair so i am a clean slate right now now did you learn this just on your own I probably did just learn it on my own, yeah. Okay. No, I mean, again. I don't think it was taught to me. <laughs> well, I, if someone, like, told you or, like, in, like, gay spaces or something, I wasn't expecting you to know it from school. Ah. Um, I don't know. Probably the internet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's usually... <laughs> that's usually it. Gilbert Baker was born in Kansas in 1951. As basically, you know... Kansas then, Kansas now, conservative state, not, you know. He was drawn to art and fashion as a, and design as a child. Okay, that's weird. As a flag designer, this is weird? No, 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 I, I, no, 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 I was being sarcastic that it's, oh, you know, like it's not weird because he grew up to be, a, I'm assuming, a gay man. Yes. So. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Go on. Obviously, he felt alienated from his peers, all that, you know. Good stuff. All that fun stuff. Oh. And he hoped that being drafted into the U.S. Army would be his escape, but he obviously oh. <laughs> encountered severe homophobia during his basic <laughs> training. He opted to become a medic, which is fair, and he was stationed in San Francisco. Oh. And there is, you know, he was able to live as an openly gay man and basically lived under the wing of the counterculture of the post-Stonewall era. Okay, so he was... He was born in 1951. So at this point... This is probably around, like, 1970. Okay. So this is, like, right... Not too far from Stonewall, but still after Stonewall. Yeah. After moving to San Francisco, he 
he put his artistic talents towards political efforts. He created a lot of anti-war banners, you know, pro-gay marches and protests. At the suggestions of his friends, including Harvey Milk, who we talked about last episode, Mm -hmm. he wanted, he started to create a new symbol for the gay and lesbian political movement. Because at the moment, it was still the pink triangle from Nazi Germany. So that was what people were using because there really wasn't anything else to use. So Harvey Milk asked him to create something different, which, fair, Mm -hmm. again. Uh, Baker worked with friends, and he died and sewed the first rainbow flags. On June 25th, 1978, he raised the banners in United Nations Plaza to commemorate the year san francisco gay freedom day parade so that's cool and he also worked at the paramount flag company in san francisco creating flam it says flamboyant window displays for the business i don't know what that means (laughs) but this work caught the attention the attention of then mayor diane feinstein weird who popping up yeah because we're in san francisco (laughs) who then Baker was commissioned to design flags and banners for her, commissioned him to design flags and banners for her first elected inaugural ceremony. After the assassination of Harvey Milk in 1978, the demand for the flag greatly increased. So to meet the demand, the Paramount Flag Company began selling the flag using like the generic rainbow, seven stripes, Roy G, Biv, red, orange, yellow, green, turquoise, blue, and violet. Baker ramped up his production of his version too, but he had to drop the pink because the hot pink was very unavailable. <laughs> really? Well, because they, they were producing it at such a fast pace, and I guess hot pink is not usually... A color you find on flags, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess. So he dropped it because he just wasn't getting enough of it. That's funny. Yeah. In 1979, the flag was modified again. When the flag was hung vertically from lampposts in San Francisco's Market Street, the center stripe was obscured by the post itself. Okay, so they changed the flag to an even number of stripes. So the turquoise was dropped, which huh. resulted in a six-stripe version of the flag. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and violet. So it was all pride. There was no, like... Right. It was just practical reasons. Right. They're so, like, this looks better. Yeah. And, oh, this is block- This is getting blocked. Yeah. Yeah, it was nothing. I'm going to... Do you know what any of those colors meant? Or the, the purpose of those colors? No. The hot pink was for sex. The red, life, orange, healing... Yellow, sunlight, green, nature, turquoise, magic, blue, serenity, and purple, spirit. That's why he chose those colors. Why magic? I don't know. Like, I mean, that's the one that got dropped. I know. That's one of the ones. Yeah. Sex and magic got dropped. (laughs) (laughs) That just, that seems incorrect. That's just not what they should have dropped. Well, well, tell magic. that to the hot pink manufacturers. Yeah, that's interesting. What's blue? 
Serenity. Serenity. That makes sense. Huh. Interesting. So he picked those colors for a reason. And also, it was funny when I was doing research, because obviously he was the creator of the flag, an article referred to him as the gay Betsy Ross, (laughs) which is funny on several levels, being a Philadelphian, Mm -hmm. because it's funny that that comparison even exists. And also, Betsy Ross didn't create the American flag. We don't we don't tell people that. No, I like telling people that. Oh. I have friends who be really excited because I'm telling people that. Ugh. Don't ruin the fun. I'm going to. Oh. I'm a fun ruiner. It's my middle name. I don't believe so, but Okay. Well, you can choose to believe what you want to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will. That was kind of his inspiration for Wait, before we move on. What, is, is that what actually these colors mean or are those just like the the meanings that he attributed to these colors himself i mean that's the what he attributed to them but i mean I, i'm sure i mean you can put any meaning to a color i'm sure you can find like a bajillion different things for like what blue means right. i think if you just i think he just attributed those with like the colors i don't think it was i mean it's not like he flipped through a book and was like oh pink equals sex i don't turquoise is magic i don't think so i think he i mean the sunlight and nature make sense they're yellow and the green yeah that does make sense it might just okay you know i don't i don't know if there was where he drew that from Mm -hmm. outside of the yellow and the green yeah. In June of 1994, Gilbert achieved a world record when he created a mile-long rainbow flag oh. to commemorate the 25th anniversary of Stonewall. The banner measured 30 by 5,280 feet, mm-hmm. mile, and was carried by 5,000 people. That's like great. where? Was this like? This was in New York. Ah. For Stonewall, yeah. Oh, that makes sense because it was for Stonewall. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. In 2000, he staged his first exhibition of photographs and art celebrating the flag for Rome, in Rome for World Pride. But numerous protests from the Vatican delayed the exhibition and it was later closed down. Oh. In 2002, the New York Gay LGBT Community Center hosted 180 piece show of Gilbert's work and in the following year an expanded version of the show was shown in San Francisco Public Library and the San Francisco LGBT Community Center so it did get shown That's which was good. nice just not in Rome because the Vatican which is a weird, but look it's an odd choice well because I think because world Pri- the world pride was there in 2000. Okay. So that's why he was there. Is that something that like changes host cities? I'm a, I don't know. Oh, okay. I've never heard of World Pride. <laughs> I hadn't either until I read this. Oh, okay. I'm I'm assuming it's something. I don't know if it was something specifically for like the millennium. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. That will have to be further research. Indeed. 
maybe we can do an episode on the history of world pride unless it's just that one time that's it episode. here you go he likes to break records with the flag because in 2003 <laughs> to celebrate the the flag's 25th anniversary he created a gigantic flag for key west pride <laughs> the banner was one and a quarter miles long and stretched from the Gulf of Me- Mexico to the Atlantic Ocean. Because it's Key West. So you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. The flag was cut into sections that were distributed to more than 100 cities around the world afterwards. There's also apparently, there's a documentary on this called The Rainbow Pride that screened at film festivals and public televisions. So that'd be interesting to see. Yeah. And throughout that time, he served as, you know, Grand Marshal for Pride events around the world. You had host cities to honor him. Philadelphia, what, what? Mm -hmm. New York, Toronto, San Francisco, London, Stockholm, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. So a lot of people recognized his work. And in 2008, when they were making the Harvey Milk movie, he went back to San Francisco to help work on that movie with them and kind of give his insight to Harvey Milk and kind of what was going on in the time and that, you know, that community in the Castro. And that's cool. Yeah. And he also recreated banners from that time so they were uh, historically accurate. <laughs> that's that's well. awesome. Yeah. So that's not something I ever would have thought of. I haven't seen Milk since it's come out and it I would kind of just want to like rewatch it just to like look at the flags. <laughs> well, cause that's not something I like noticed yeah. then. I don't think it was, no, I was not out of that point. So I definitely wouldn't be noticed like that. Junior year? Yeah, that was more 2009 though. Oh. Beginning of 2009. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I was just, I was just thinking that. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's not really. Don't have to apologize. It's true. That is true. In 2011, Gilbert was honored by the National Gallery of Art in Dublin and presented a rainbow flag to the country's president, (laughs) Mary McGallies. (laughs) You tried. It's fine. President of Ireland. He presented to the (laughs) president of Ireland. Um, unfortunately in 2012 he suffered a stroke that affected his physical movement the doctors were pessimistic but he still pursued uh, rehabilitation therapy and by applying beads and sequins by hand to gowns and outfits that was his physical therapy oh wow (laughs) he was like doctors were like nah and he was like I'm gonna glue some beads that's (laughs) (laughs) which is great yeah it's amazing (laughs) he oh yeah he did this on the summer that the summer of 2012 on fire island is possibly as as gay as you can possibly make it and i love it (laughs) by him doing that essentially he regained his ability to sew which completely just baffled doctors oh my because he i mean people's brains just were i mean like i think if he was that determined then obviously had the brain chemistry to do it 
He was able to sew, and they're like, "Oh, we did not think that was going to be a thing." Nope. <laughs> but good job. Yeah, that's awesome. He was crowned best dressed at the annual drag invasion <laughs> on Fire Island on the Fourth of July of that year. <laughs> and he got even more awards throughout his life. In 2013, Philadelphia named him the annual Al Proud Award recipient. Oh. In 2015, San Francisco created the Gilbert Baker Award, now that, which is now presented annually during Pride The same year, Gilbert was asked to contribute a rainbow flag to the New York City's Museum of Modern Art. Oh. The unveiling took place on June 26th, which was the same day that the Supreme Court legalized gay marriage nationwide. Oh, wow. I don't... I'm assuming that because you have like the court dockets and stuff, we all knew it was coming. So I right. feel like so they like, kind of did that on purpose. Really? It was either going to be a celebration or like a, a protest. protest. Yeah. So I, I think it's that's really cool regardless. Yeah. In the hours after the legalization of marriage, you had the flag being projected onto the City Bridge, Eiffel Tower, Niagara Falls, Empire State Building, Cinderella's Castle, Walt Disney World, and the White House. So he had it even in in lights, too, which was cool. Yeah. In 2016, he was invited to the White House uh, by Barack Obama, President Barack Obama, to commemorate Pride Month. And he personally presented President Obama with a hand-dyed cotton rainbow flag, (laughs) which is really cool. You also had President Obama and Joe Biden running around outside the White House with rainbow flags after (laughs) the... um, The ruling. The ruling, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's seen really far away, but... Yeah, it's something that... Unfortunately, I think took extreme tragedy to become this icon of gay pride, but it's just people have just like ran with it. And I think it's really cool. In 2017, Gilbert created a response to uh, Trump being elected. He collected a bunch of Holocaust outfits and, and put pink triangles on them. And these were exhibited at Art Saves Lives Gallery in San Francisco of January 2017. Oh, shit. Yeah. He, I mean, he was activist through and through. And on March 31st, 2017, Gilbert Baker passed away in his sleep at home. No. How old is he? Well, so 50, 51 yeah. to 2017? Yeah. So he was... 66? Yeah. Yes. Huh. Young. Yeah, so, I mean, he... I mean, obviously, that was, like, two months before he died. He was still still sticking it to the man. So, when did Philadelphia unveil the... This... Our version of the pride flag? That was in... 2017, I believe, after March, I want to say. Okay, so he never got to... I don't... Like, I just would wonder what he 
would think of the flag or thought of the flag? It was during Pride Month. They were released during Pride Month in June that when they makes raised sense. the when they raised it for in front of City Hall in Philadelphia. Right, right. So he wouldn't have seen it. That's a shame. I feel like he he would have been into it. I think he would have been into it too. I think it's interesting. And if people don't know what we're talking about, because it's kind of. I feel like yeah. it's spreading. It's spread, but I don't think it's, you know, um, you have the executive director of the Office of LGBT Affairs, Amber Hikes, spearheaded a new f- pride flag that included black and brown stripes to the six-stripe flag to celebrate and focus on the diversity of the gay community and because we Philadelphia has many like any other city has many issues within with dealing with racism within the gay community and I think it's obviously you had people on both sides of that people thought it was a great way of pointing that out people it's been used all over the country I've you know we've seen it many different places outside the city yeah and but you obviously have people thinking it's overkill, for lack of a better phrase, mm-hmm. or just kind of uh, overkill, or also seen as an empty gesture without oh. anything really to back it up. Which I mean, I think time will tell with that. I don't think it's yeah. I I understand that. Yeah, criticism I, of it. Yeah, I mean, as lo- yeah, as long as it's like, well, I mean, I do think that Philadelphia specifically, at least, I feel like they're trying, at least in in you know the city government, not like, I don't know about citizens, cause, you know, some of them are asshats. So yeah, but I like to think that at least the city is trying to do better. And I think it's important, and I think it's something that. I personally like it, one, because I came from Philadelphia, but more importantly, because I think symbols need to evolve. You have this creation of this flag because people in San Francisco and Harvey Milk recognize that using the pink triangles from Nazi Germany needed we needed to move past that as a community because that was always what it was going to be seen as what those symbols were going to be associated with forever and we need something outside of world war ii so we it was something evolved and created that and then through circumstance and lampposts we changed it too but i think i think any symbol needs to evolve and you have people using the black and brown pride flag and adding you have the trans flag as a triangle it's really hard to describe with words Mm -hmm. but i think that's really interesting too because then it's even more inclusive of everyone who's in the community and i think it's a good thing i think it's a good thing that people are creating all these different flags because we want everyone to feel included and also being what is seen as being gay and outwardly needs to evolve and represent what 
the community actually is. And I'm, I'm glad that we're doing that. I think that's a good step in that direction. I think, I think Gilbert Baker would have loved the black and brown stripe because I think he recognized that it needed to be used as a political force and to evolve to be as strong of a political force as possible. Yeah. Those are my thoughts. I don't know. I don't want to speak for a guy who's, who has died, but I think he would. I think he would have liked it. Yeah. So. Huh. That was really interesting. Gilbert Baker, political activist, flag maker. Just determined to always be making, making flags. And I think that's also a good thing to point out, too, because people with protests and political activism think that because they're artistic or have different strengths that don't seem as obviously good at contributing to a cause that doesn't mean that you can't do that he wasn't you know he wasn't throwing bricks he wasn't rocking police cars but he used his art he used his talent to create a symbol that completely has represented the gay political movement for half a century yeah and I think that's something that I also need to like tell myself too. It's like you can't you can't be good at everything, you can't do everything, but use what you have to make a positive difference in your community and outside of your community and also be you know, just be boss. Rock <laughs> what you do. I think it's important. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> very true. I didn't say it well, but No, I thought you said it very well. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so we have a lot of cool people. I think it's so I hope that, you know, when we see the flag on, you know, throughout June, just think about the history of it yeah. and what it stands for. So, yeah. Very cool. Thank you. So that's our show. If you have any comments or questions, you can email us at queersdidthat at gmail.com or tweet us at queersdidthat. You can also contact us through our website, queersdidthat.com. Anything else? Any other way so they can connect to us? Uh, I don't think we have an Instagram. We do not. Oh. Should we get an Instagram? I don't know. I feel like the children are doing it. I mean, yeah, but it's kind of hard for a podcast. What are you talking about? All the all the major podcasts have Instagrams. Do they? I mean, my favorite murder has a Instagram. Oh well, maybe we'll get Instagram at some point. Maybe but not right during the recording of this episode. So we, do, <laughs> as of right now, we do not have an Instagram. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. Okay. Wait, did you say Facebook? I did not say Facebook. So you know I was missing something. You can also find us on Facebook, where I put quote Fridays posts on Thursdays because I'm really hoping it's Thursday that is actually Friday. Wait, what? I posted last week's quote friday on thursday yes because i was like convinced it was friday and then i realized hours later that it was not friday oh that's awful that you thought it was friday but it wasn't yeah i was like kind of embarrassed but i'm like i'm just gonna leave it it's yeah. good that's fine I'm like well everyone it's friday somewhere it's friday <laughs> in australia cows right yeah sure any <laughs> huzzles um. yeah until next time, make gay history and make history gay. I thought you were looking at me to like finish it too. No. I was like, oh no. no. Sorry.
Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>